0: Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 205 of the Body Nerd Show. And on today's episode, I'm talking about the anatomy of frozen shoulder, including common causes and treatments, why waiting it out isn't always the best approach, and the possible connection between estrogen levels and the incidence of adhesive capsulitis. So I saw a post on social media about this connection between frozen shoulder and hormone replacement therapy. And I was instantly intrigued. I was like, tell me everything I need to know. Cause this is really promising because frozen shoulder is often diagnosed in women particularly for those age 40 to 60. And I feel like there's a lot of just like, well, yes, this happened. And yes, it sucks. So continue to wait. And by the way, you'll never regain your shoulder range of motion, but good luck. Good luck. I think that, you know, women and female presenting individuals in healthcare already get dismissed, especially when it comes to pain. And so anything we can do to better understand what is going on so that we can be better advocates for ourselves is... what I'm all about. So let's dive into all things frozen shoulder. So frozen shoulder is also known as adhesive capsulitis. And it's a condition that causes stiffness, pain, and a limited range of motion in the shoulder joint. And the cause of frozen shoulder isn't always clear. Sometimes it can be related to an injury or surgery or prolonged immobility if you had like a cast or something like that on. And even certain medical conditions like diabetes, thyroid disorders, or heart disease have all been considered as causes of frozen shoulder. And the condition often resolves itself over time without intervention, but it might take several years. And you may find that your shoulder range of motion is not quite the same as what it once was. So in diagnosing frozen shoulder, range of motion has to be restricted in all planes of movement in both the active and passive ranges of motion. So active meaning you can't move your shoulder and passive meaning if you are laying there on your side and I try to move your shoulder, I can't move your shoulder either. So this is different from shoulder impingement or even rotator cuff tendonitis, because in those two shoulder diagnoses, the active range of motion is restricted, meaning you can't move your shoulder, but passive range of motion is normal. So when the physical therapist goes in to move your shoulder, they are still able to move it. So it truly is frozen both actively and passively. And the shoulder is a synovial joint, meaning that it has a joint capsule. And not all of the joints in our body are synovial joints, but many of the big ones like your knees or ankles or shoulders or hips, these are synovial joints. And this joint capsule has inside of it synovial fluid that helps to hydrate, lubricate, and bring nutrients to the cartilage. And so in frozen shoulder, this joint capsule undergoes both inflammatory and fibrotic changes. So think of the joint capsule becoming similar to like one big scar, right? If you've ever had a scar, you can feel it itself. That scar is restricted. It's kind of sensitive. It's kind of tight. It doesn't feel the same as a tissue around it. So that's what I mean when I say these fibrotic changes. There may even be a reduction in overall synovial fluid for the joint, which makes sense because range of motion is limited. And synovial fluid is one of those things that is present and continues to be produced as you use it. So move it or lose it for lack of a better term. There may also be some inflammatory chemicals present in frozen shoulder. And in its later stages, the joint capsule itself starts to develop more dense collagenous tissue. So that's that scar tissue I'm talking about. So it's almost like the joint capsule itself starts to just become this internal scar, which is going to limit range of motion, limit movement, and just altogether just feel like trash. Now, frozen shoulder does affect both men and women, but women are more likely to be affected, especially those between the ages of 40 and 60, like I already mentioned. And there was a 2022 study published in the Journal of Shoulder and Elbow Surgery that looked at the incidence of frozen shoulder during the COVID-19 pandemic. And interestingly, during the pandemic, there was a significant increase in patients and in the incidence of patients with frozen shoulder. There wasn't a significant difference in severity. And of course, further research is needed to evaluate a causal relationship between the pandemic and frozen shoulder. So it's not saying that COVID causes frozen shoulder because it could be any number of issues, including stress, which could increase inflammation. But I think it's interesting that people are already looking into this research and how they did this is they took a cohort study and looked at the incidence of frozen shoulder prior to the pandemic and then also during the pandemic one year time period and compared the two. So they were looking at over 847 cases. So again, this isn't to say that the pandemic or COVID-19 causes frozen shoulder, but science is looking into this to see is there a causal relationship between the two. Now, common treatments for frozen shoulder include physical therapy, stretching exercises, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like your Tylenol, ibuprofen, just things to really reduce pain and overall inflammation. And in some cases, corticosteroid injections might be helpful to relieve pain and stiffness. And in severe cases, it may require surgery to remove scar tissue or even manipulate the joint to improve mobility. Now let's get into the interesting emerging research that is just coming out of Duke University that was really my like impetus for today's episode. So this was presented in October of 2022 at the North American Menopause Society meeting in Atlanta. And what they found in their research at Duke is that post-menopausal women on hormone replacement therapy have a lower risk of developing frozen shoulder compared to those who did not receive estrogen. And the study analyzed medical records of nearly 2,000 postmenopausal women between the ages of 45 and 60 with shoulder pain, stiffness, and, of course, adhesive capsulitis. And only 3.95% of women who had received hormone replacement were diagnosed with frozen shoulder compared to 7.65% of women who had not received estrogen replacement. And this makes sense since estrogen plays a role in stimulating bone growth, reducing inflammation, promoting connective tissue integrity, but the differences were not statistically significant, likely due to their sample size, which is interesting when you think like there's over 2000 people, but the findings, and even this is what they said at their presentation, like these findings should drive further investigation. And I think this opens the door to a more whole body approach, right? Instead of just thinking about the shoulder, let's look at the whole person and what is going on. Let's also look at it from a more functional perspective. How are the hormones doing? Like what is happening in your entire body? Instead of just looking at your shoulder and saying, oh, it's frozen. Well, you got to wait it out. And maybe for you, that means finding a healthcare provider who's going to ask these bigger questions to get to the real root of what is going on, because it's so easy to see a post on social media or hear a soundbite and then think, OK, well, I guess I need hormone replacement therapy, too, because I saw it on social media and that may or may not be the case. So science, of course, is always like a couple years behind what's happening in real time, but they are looking into this and the patterns that they are finding are promising. But at the end of the day, we have to be our own best advocates, which is what I am here doing, right? I want you to understand what's actually going on in your body instead of being scared of every sound or snap or crackle or pop. And again, that's why I'm here. And that's also why I'm glad that you are here as well. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMS and my emails is I have this issue. What should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working. You probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the mobility mastery toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises. So you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck and your shoulders. Plus, it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar. So you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do. You just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right, use the code MASTERY M A S T E R Y at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then, keep me posted how it goes. So, frozen shoulder, again, your only option isn't necessarily to wait it out. So what should you do if you have shoulder pain or frozen shoulder now? Well, remember that pain-free movement is always our goal. So whatever you do, You want to make sure you do it without that discomfort because pain is perceived in your brain. And so if we are constantly pushing that limit so that everything hurts, your brain is going to learn that everything hurts. And then guess what? Everything is going to hurt even after the structural healing may have already taken place. So as far as shoulders go, improving your range of motion and your ability to tolerate loads, even if that load is you hanging, are a great place to start. So reaching, hanging, these can all help move your shoulders and build strength. And being able to reach overhead is so foundational to good movement. And that's why it's one of the big three movements we focus on inside of Movement Mavens. In fact, you can try it right now. Like try to reach your arms overhead and notice what happens to the rest of your body. So you may not feel that your ribs are popping forward, but notice if as your arms come up and overhead, your back starts to feel a little bit tighter because chances are your ribs are also flaring forward. So learning how to keep your core and lower back stabilized while your arms are moving is one of those foundational pieces that's going to help you to continue to build the shoulder strength and continue to improve shoulder range of motion, whether or not you've had frozen shoulder. And if you are experiencing shoulder pain or frozen shoulder right now, Again, pain-free movement is the goal. Maybe that means I just hold on to the edge of the door frame down by my side and I just lean away from it a little bit. And that's all I can tolerate right now. That's fantastic. Again, we're not trying to push the envelope so fast that you are experiencing pain right away. We're just trying to improve and increase the like circle of tolerance right, of what you can do pain-free. And we just try to do a little bit more. Just a little bit more, not even every day. Maybe it's in two week blocks where you're just working on the same thing and seeing how that works and how that feels and really going slow with things. So I know it would be great if I could tell you, like, just do this one exercise and everything will be fixed. But that's not how the body works. That's especially not how things work when we're dealing with pain. You want to be slow and intentional and mindful about what you're doing so that you are also retraining the habit of pain in your brain. And now if you're looking to improve shoulder range of motion and you have okay range of motion, but maybe it just feels a little bit restricted. One of my favorite ways to improve this is to designate a doorway in your house that you wanna try to touch the top of every time you walk underneath it. So for us, that is the doorway between our living room and our hallway. And we actually have a pull-up bar there, which makes it super simple. So every time I walk underneath it, I try to tap the pull-up bar, maybe I hang from it while I talk to Anthony. The more time you can spend with your arms overhead is gonna to help to improve your ability to take your arms through their full range of motion so much of our lack of flexibility is really just because we're not moving in those ways. And life and technology don't require us to be able to take our arms overhead or climb things because I don't know about you, but like I'm not climbing a lot of stuff. So I do have to be a little bit more mindful about it, but just touching the top of the doorway is an easy way to do that. Now, if you're looking for more shoulder help, definitely check out episode 149. That's all about shoulder pain and the rotator cuff. And I talk about even more resources, exercises, things that you can do for shoulder pain in that episode. But Well, I know that today wasn't like a, here's the one exercise that's going to fix everything. I think it's important to talk about this emerging research and what scientists are starting to talk about so that again, you can have a better conversation with your healthcare provider and be an even stronger advocate for yourself. Because what's happening in your shoulder, whether it's at, you know, the front end of frozen shoulder, or you're at the tail end of frozen shoulder is not just happening at your shoulder. It's happening in your whole body. So making sure that your approach takes your entire body into consideration is going to be your best bet. So we are still booking rooms for the 2023 Maven's Retreat and you, my friend, are invited to play on the beach, to eat the most delicious tacos, to sleep uninterrupted multiple nights in a row and to have fun and laugh till your sides hurt. So if you are longing for adventure, And your day-to-day just isn't cutting it. And you want to work with me to develop your own mobility program so you know exactly what to do once you get home. And also to have a clean reset, right? So that you can get home and implement all of the new habits and things you've been wanting to do, but you want to like just hit like clean slate and get started. Like that is the 2023 Maven's Retreat. So we're going down to Puerto Vallarta in May. Everything and anything you've ever wanted to know about the 2023 Mavens Retreat is at aewellness.com slash retreat. And if you want to go and you want to save some dough, I don't know how I started rhyming, but you want to save 150 bucks, send me an email with the subject line retreat me to info at aewellness.com and send me this email before March 31st and I will get you hooked up. So again, details are at aewellness.com retreat. We also have a shared room request. So this isn't a guaranteed room, but if you're looking to share a room and you're open to sharing it with another attendee, you can put your information in and I will match you up with somebody else so there you have it with today's episode i'd love to know what your biggest takeaway was your biggest like oh oh i know when i saw this information about the possible connection between estrogen and frozen shoulder i was just like oh my gosh it makes it makes so much sense so i'm so grateful that there are people out there asking questions and doing the science to give us more answers that can be applied on a broader scale so whatever your aha moment was, feel free to leave it in a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. You can take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. I'm at Hala If you have any questions, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok at AE wellness, or you can leave a voicemail with your question or just comments on the body nerd hotline. That number is 818-396-6501. And don't forget that show notes, links, free downloads, and all things podcast related live over at aewellness.com slash podcast, including information about retreat and all the research studies I mentioned in today's episode. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, touching the tops of doorways, if we can do so (laughs) pain-free and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week.